Hey guys, welcome back to Tribe of Nerds um, for uh, episode three of the Falcon and the Winter Soldier uh, podcast. Um, so, uh, what were your guys' brief, spoiler-free impressions of this episode? Well, this was a very action-oriented episode, mm-hmm. so it was like it was pretty gnarly to see it. Uh, and without spoilers, of course, we see some old foes, which was very exciting because we know Marvel's track history of not reusing villains. Yeah. Um, and yeah, it was just like a really good episode. Uh, just very, I think people who like John Wick will like this episode. Yeah. And, and uh, interesting fact, I believe the guy who worked on John Wick actually worked on this episode. Okay, well, there you have it. So, I looked that up. Yeah, for sure. Josh, what are your spoiler-free thoughts? I thought it was a pretty good episode. It was had some great cameos, great dialogue, great jokes, and I really liked the plot of the episode, too. For sure. Um, yeah, no, I, I really, really enjoyed this episode. There were a couple times where I just a couple of these jokes that we'll get to um, that just got me laughing because I really, really enjoyed it. If it was calling back to something or there were just so many good moments in here. Um, and I'm excited to talk about one of my, the return of one of my favorite villains in the MCU. So, okay. Uh, so we'll break down the episode. Um, Gabe, uh, we'll probably have to go in the middle of this, so we'll just get as much as we can through, and it might just end up being, it'll probably just be me and Josh going through this at the end. Uh, but, uh, so it starts out a commercial for the blip, and I was like, wait, am I watching WandaVision? Like, (laughs) I was like, wow, they're putting commercials in Falcon and Winter Soldier, too, so it was, it was a, that was a kind of a cool thing. Yeah. Um, and then we get uh, John Walker interrogates the Flag smash or the guy that was helping the Flag Smashers, um, and the dude spits on his face, and uh, you get John Walker, like, basically, like, about to, like destroy this guy for like spitting on him and you know a reaction that steve rogers probably would not have had so your guys thoughts on this yeah like with john walker in this episode you're seeing a lot of things you're like wait a minute steve rogers would never do that so like you're already kind of seeing that like although he might have like kind of good intentions he's still like he just seems like a rotten dude sometimes so like you can very I you know, this is only the third episode and you can already tell this guy is like you know not the same as the old cat. Yeah, for sure. Josh. Yeah, this cap's definitely a lot douchier than Steve. Yeah. He's just a total he's a total fucking dickbag and I hate him and I hope that he dies. <laughs> yeah. Um, I think this is, it's good for Wyatt Russell's acting career that he, you know, he is playing the douche and, you know, people, people hate him. I think that makes him a good, uh, really good villain in a way. Um, all right. 
And so then, uh, big return. Uh, they Last episode, they teased at the end. But we've got the return of Baron Helmet Zemo. Um, and so you get the really cool interaction at the start of it where Bucky goes in to talk to him. And Zemo tries to, like, re... Like, trigger uh, Bucky's... Uh, or, yeah, trigger Bucky's um, uh, Winter Soldier programming. And um, Bucky's like, oh, that's not going to work anymore. Um, and just that was really, really cool. And so Bucky breaks Zemo out and we get the purple mask from the comics that we knew was coming. So what were, what were your guys' thoughts on getting Zemo back again? Uh, I was like actually kind of happy to see him back once like, the episode got into the full swing of things. I, uh, I grew up. I really liked his outfit. I thought his outfit was like awesome with the coat and then obviously the mask. Uh, I just thought it was baller. It was probably like one of my favorite parts of his character in this episode. But like, he probably has like a lot of utility as far as like story stuff goes. So like, I'm pretty glad to see him back. And I thought he had like a really interesting role in this episode. Like actually helping Bucky and Sam yeah, for sure. Uh, Josh? Yeah, I really uh, was happy to see Zemo come back. He was a very interesting villain in Civil War. Mm-hmm. So even when he first popped up and he was trying to repeat the phrase and Bucky was like, yeah, no, that's not going to work this time. He's like, I know, but I just wanted to see how you'd react. I was mm-hmm. like, oh, that's pretty that, Like, I thought that was pretty like, interesting. I was like, huh, weird. Mm-hmm. But yeah, it was... He was, oh my god, the new outfit, beautiful, mask was awesome, made him look like a beast, and that jacket, the line where Sam was like, wait, we threw you in prison and you were rich this whole time? He's like, yeah, I was a baron. Yeah. I was basically royalty in my country until you destroyed it, so yeah, uh, I was rich. Yeah, that was a really cool piece of character development that we really got to, you know, know about Zemo, so... Um, uh, and so then after that, um, you get the really funny, like, Zemo is sort of like the marriage counselor between Sam and Bucky. It's really, really, the entire conversation where, you know, Zemo's mentioning, uh, Marvin Gaye and (laughs) to Sam, and it's just like, I, I just thought it was a really, the whole interaction on the plane was really, really, uh, funny, and you also got uh bucky's book of amends and apparently that was actually steve's journal from winter soldier so that was really really cool so just really fun uh stuff on the plane yeah oddly enough like zemo had like some of the most interesting lines in this entire episode mm-hmm. like he just said some stuff i'm like wow that was kind of interesting coming from the villain yeah for sure um, Josh. Sorry, it took me a minute. You're good. Uh, yeah, I don't really have much more to say. Yeah. Alright, um, so then we get, they are gonna go to Madripoor, which in the comics is a haven for mutants for the X-Men. Um, so that's a really cool reference there, and they're going to see the power broker whose name was dropped in, uh, episode two. 
Um, and they're like, well, we have to go in disguise, and so Bucky's gonna go as the Winter Soldier, and Sam is gonna go as the Smiling Tiger, which is another comics reference to a different character. Um, so that was cool. Um, and really the big thing from this, and we also get to see Zemo dancing, um, which is funny. Uh, total emo Peter Parker vibes, except much better. (laughs) Um, and... Biggest thing here is Sharon Carter returns. She's been on the run. Um, well, te- technically not on, but she's been hiding out here in Madripoor. So, your guys' thoughts on Sharon Carter here? Um, well, like, I haven't seen, we all haven't seen Sharon Carter in a hot second, obviously. Mm-hmm. Uh, so, I guess I'm just most eager to, like, look forward to, like, what she's going to be doing from here on out. She was doing some crazy stuff in this episode, though. She was, like, straight up, like, bludgeoning dudes. Like, yeah. She, like, so, like, I, I'm I'm thinking, like, we might get some, uh, you know, secret agent, uh, you know, Sharon scenes from now on, you know, if she's going to do, if she's going to be doing all this crazy stuff. Yeah, when that scene happened, I was like, damn, Sharon, like, you're, <laughs> I'm, all, I'm all of a sudden liking your character. Um, yeah, Josh, your thoughts on Sharon Carter? Yeah, Sharon Carter is the most unbelievable character because obviously everyone knows that, like, a woman cannot do any of the things that she was doing in that show. It's like fighting, nope, they can't do that. Detective work, nope, they can't do that know how to speak fluent English. Nope, they can't do that. It was just interesting. Plus, I think at one point she tried. I mean, we all know. <laughs> no, 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 no. But, yeah, it was interesting to see her come back. Because, like, yeah, the last time we saw her, she was making out with her fucking great aunt's ex-boyfriend. So that was fun. Mm-hmm. But, yeah, that's, yep. I kind of don't like Sharon, but she was interesting this time. She was just kind of like a straight-up bitch. Yeah, um, wow, return of, um, oh man, uh, ne- next thing I know, Josh is going to be calling all the women in the MCU dishwashers. Don't get me started. <laughs> Most of the Marvel Cinematic Universe fandom right now. <laughs> Marvel fans, when they see a woman on screen. Oh man. <laughs> or at least the incel ones. <laughs> yeah um and then we get this thing so they go where they went where sharon was you know bludgeoning dudes um with you know whatever she was using um they uh they're sam and bucky and zemo and sharon are going to meet uh wilfred nagel who is the guy that's been using this super soldier serum inside the storage crates which that's a really cool uh secret hideout inside of the storage crates um and basically the government used him and then he got snapped away and then when he came back the power broker was interested in him so um and then you get him getting killed by zemo um who has his own motive for it which you know fits that zemo's trying to get rid of anything involved with super soldiers or superheroes so really really interesting stuff so your guys's thoughts on uh this scene um yeah um i don't know i just i'm like trying to figure out what 
Zemo's end game is. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. So, I don't know. Yeah, it, it, it's, it's, it's interesting to think about, Josh. Yeah, it was uh, actually really... Uh, I was interested in the scene with the weird, creepy scientist child molester guy. Because <laughs> it was like, he was giving a lot of backstory. Mm-hmm. And he was like, yeah. And then I turned to dust and blah, 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 and did all that junk and shit. But yeah, I was like, oh, okay, okay. Like, it was kind of a good, and like, I thought, like, oh, yeah, he's just providing them with the serum. And then if we figure out, no, she stole it. Mm-hmm. And she's trying to use it as, like, leverage. So it's interesting because I was like, oh, that's actually a lot more interesting. It's going a couple of ways I didn't expect. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I. It was a cool little thing, and yeah, just Zemo shooting him is just a really, really interesting thing, because we know that now that Zemo has his own motive, and I mean, it seemed, and even just the scene with him, like, going off on his own before he, you know, to get the car or whatever on the storage area, like, it just, you know, seems like he's going to do his own thing, uh, eventually and betray Sam and Bucky and Sharon, um, so, um, all right, and then, uh, the Civil War call back with the car, uh, can you move your seat up, you're, are you gonna move your seat up this time, and no, I love, that's the part where I just, like, burst out laughing, because I was so happy to get that call back. True, it's a good one. Yeah. Josh, anything to say on that call back? I was, I, <laughs> I went, uh, <laughs> Yeah, it, it was so good. Um, and we find out also, um, I found this interesting on a breakdown, actually. So we find out uh, Isaiah Bradley was used, you know, we found this out when we t- when he found out about Isaiah last episode with him being used as a test subject. Um, and, uh, you know, and Sam is talking about Isaiah. And so, um, uh it, and someone pointed this out on YouTube when I was watching one of the breakdowns, and they were saying that when Sam starts talking about Isaiah, you have Zemo looking over at him when he says that. So, do we think that Zemo is going to try to find, go find Isaiah Bradley, and you know, do the same thing to him as he, as we saw him do in Civil War, and clearly with the scientist here? I mean, this guy, like, I don't even know, like. He, he seems like he, if he was given the chance, Zemo would start getting up to some bad business again. Mm-hmm. So I just feel like he is looking to get something out of this or something. I don't know. Like, this super soldier serum stuff, like, I'm sure, like, it en- entices him and he, like, you know once you know wants something out of this i'm sure you know um yeah he could be very interested in you know uh isaiah's like super soldier dna and stuff and so i don't know yeah i i just i i want like i love zemo but i want a, if it comes down to it i want isaiah to kick zemo through a wall because that man's been through enough true so josh any any thinking on this 
I agree with Gabe. I heavily agree with Gabe when it comes to that, mostly because, like, yeah, there's no way that he's just like, oh, yeah, I only want to get rid of superheroes. Like, he has to want something more. Mm -hmm. He has to want to manipulate it or something because there's just no way that he is just like, oh, yeah, I'm going to go along with an Avenger and a guy that I used to try to kill the Avengers. Right. Yeah. Um... All right, and then uh, Walker and Hoskins um, are trying to figure out where Sam and Bucky are doing, and they figure out that Sam and Bucky helped Zemo break out, and they're trying to figure out how they can find evidence of them doing this um, to, you know, get back at them, and um, so that was interesting there. And uh, we get uh, Carly Morgenthau uh, blows up government officials um, there. So we get a little more with the Flag Smashers. And our final big thing before our predictions, um, Bucky says he needs to go for a walk. We notice these little balls uh, nearby. And I, I was like, okay, well, are these like, because we just saw Carly Morgenthau blow up the, the building, you know, are these bombs or whatever. But then, you know, I was like, okay, these... These look a little bit familiar, and then Bucky's like, hey, I know you're here, and then it, it, you see a Dormelage, a Wakandan, uh, you know, here to find Zemo. So that was a really, really cool cameo that I did not expect, but it makes total sense. Yeah, when I saw it, like, for a second, I was like, whoa, that's, like, kind of, like, a crazy cameo to just, like, throw into the episode. But then I was like, well, that kind of makes sense, because, like, uh, you know, uh, people would be mad that, like, uh, King T'Challa's dad, mm -hmm. you know, uh, was essentially killed by Zemo. Right. At that point, so. For sure. Uh, Josh, anything on this? Yeah, I just agree with, uh, yeah, it's... I'm very interested to see where this goes. Yeah. Um, and so, and I, I was thinking about this real quick. Also, like, uh, you know, they filmed some of this before Chadwick Boseman died. I'm wondering if, you know, if uh, Chadwick didn't pass away, would T'Challa have been there to, uh, you know, inquiring about Zemo instead of, you know, one of his Dora Milaje? So I do wonder that. Um, yeah. But, you know, T'Challa was the one who turned Zemo in, too, so I'd, it, you know, if if Chadwick hadn't passed, I do think uh, that would happen. Uh, Josh, any anything on that? or? I do, I was very interested when Dora Milaje showed up. For a second, as you said, I really did think it was going to be T'Challa, but I was like, you know, maybe they filmed it beforehand, I didn't know, but I was like, okay, it's a Dormelage, they can stretch this further, and it doesn't have to go to a specific storyline now. They can just kind of have it be like, yeah, the country wants him to stay incarcerated. So I thought it was smart to have the Dormelage instead of just a singular character. Right. All right, we'll go to predictions. Gabe, you can do your prediction uh, before you have to go. We went through this pretty fast, so. Totally. Um, so... For my prediction for next week, I frankly think Bucky is going to keep, like, his secret visitor a secret. I don't think, like, 
he's gonna let Zemo Zemo know. He's not gonna. I don't think he's gonna tell Sam. So like, we might have to wait for that thing to unfold. But I think like I don't think Zemo's gonna stick around for the long run, at least as like an ally. I think like they're gonna get to the bottom. They're gonna get closer to the bottom of this whole like flag smasher thing, mm-hmm. and maybe like Zemo's gonna go AWOL. For sure. Um, yeah. So, um, uh, Josh, your predictions. I think that for the next episode, it's going to be basically kind of what, jumping off what Gabe said, Bucky's just going to be like, yeah, fuck that. I'm not telling Zemo that the Wakandans came to see me, but he might also strike a silent deal with the Wakandans so that, hey, you help me out and I can get this guy back to prison faster. And the Dora Milaje might be like, listen, we're going to do this because he needs to stay incarcerated. He's the one that, like, is up the UN and it's responsible for the murder of our king so I think right. that they might actually even help him in that because they're just like we need him behind prison as quick as possible for sure yeah I think um, this Wakandan cameo the, the Dormelage I think it definitely opens up a new interesting wrinkle for the next episode um, That it's cool that you know this one wasn't spoiled because I definitely had no idea that this reveal was coming um yeah, like we said, it makes perfect sense. Um, yeah, I mean, I think it's it's going to be... I think we're going to see some stuff for sure with that. I think we're going to... I don't think, you know... I don't think we've seen the end of Sharon Carter. I mean, obviously, they have the... She has the deal with Sam to be like, pardon me if, you know... I But I can't go with you back to the U.S. But I, I don't think we're just going to be done with her um, at all. Um, so... Um, I think there's going to be a little more there and I think we're going to see kind of Zemo's involvement with this and I'm anxious to see if the power broker gets revealed. I think Gabe and I talked about it off recording, uh, before this and, uh, I, we don't know. They could pull a WandaVision and not, (laughs) not show who they are teasing. Um, but I feel like it's too big of a, plot point for them not to show us at the end who this power broker is but um i yeah as soon as they mentioned his name or her name a lot this episode mm-hmm. they've mentioned it before in the series like an episode uh two but yeah i'm very interested to see if the power broker does show up because that would be a big one yeah for sure um all right. Well, is there anything else you want to say, Josh? Because uh, this was a bit of a quick podcast. Anything else you want to say from episode three before I tease what's coming next? Uh, very happy to see that Zemo is back. But mm-hmm. I mean, other than that, pretty straightforward episode. Didn't really have to tear anything apart or like look through it. It was just kind of like they put everything in your face and it was just kind of like, yep, here's everything that's happening. Here's why it's happening. Here's why they feel that way. Here's me like, yeah, it was kind of just straightforward. So I, I, yeah, I didn't really have to, oh, you know, I think it means this. I think it means that. I was just like, oh, nope, they told me what it means. So, right. And yeah, I, you know, this is interesting as opposed to what we had for <laughs> WandaVision where we were literally theorizing every single week. <laughs> um, 
and then half of what we said didn't even happen, so, um, but, yeah, so, let's get to what we're teasing, what is coming up, so happy, uh, Josh and Gabe are gonna be doubling up with, uh, JJ and I, not just doing the Falcon and Winter Soldier, we're gonna be working together more for the next few weeks, we're gonna be doing Infinity War, uh, this weekend, um, after we, you know, we just finished Black Panther, so now we're finished with these 18 movies of build-up, and so we're gonna get part one of this conclusion to the Infinity Saga with Infinity War. We're gonna talk about everything. We're gonna talk about Thanos, put Thanos on our villain rankings finally, um, and rank Infinity War, of course. Um, and so over the next few weeks, Josh and Gabe will be joining us to talk about that. We'll talk about Ant-Man and the Wasp and Captain Marvel together, and then Endgame, and then I believe JJ and I will be joined by Kearney for Spider-Man Far From Home to finish it. And by that point, Josh, Gabe, and I will also wrap up Falcon and Winter Soldier and we'll be completely caught up for a little while till we get Loki and Black Widow. So, uh, big stuff coming. Um, super excited to talk some Infinity War. Um, and I get to defend my boy Star-Lord this weekend, so be on the lookout for that. Um... But yeah, that's what we got uh, this time on The Tribe of Nerds.